you know how rich we are? We have wonders of the world here. We have stories to tell. We have fables. We have fiction ready. Mm. And once we start acknowledging that this is a valuable creative resource. Hello, welcome to this episode of Iwi. Today I'm joined by Bill Masuku, comic book artist, storyboard artist, and fantasy author. Tune into a conversation on the power of storytelling in comics and an insight into the Zimbabwean comic book industry. Let's get into it. Hi, Bill. Hi. How are you? I'm 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 very I'm very tired, but I'm moving. Yeah, <laughs> we keep it moving, as the kids say. We Welcome move. and thank you for joining us on Iwi today. Uh, since you're very tired, let's just get straight into your work as a comic book artist and author. Um, you've published works such as Razor Man, Tokoloshi Hunters, and Cape Town South Africa, just to to mention a few, and contributed to several anthologies. How did you get into comics, and what inspires you? Uh, I usually start with the what inspires me, but we'll make this unique. Uh, so how did I get into comics? Um, and like any other kid, you draw, mm. uh, your parents don't like it, but you keep going anyway. Mm. Um, it's it's more of a calling than anything else. Uh, visual storytelling, much like making music, much like uh, poetry, it's something that you can't stop someone from doing. Yes. Like even if they do stop, Mm. Um, where they're picking up information, uh, inspiration, and definitely um, the conversation that they have around certain topics, you can hear the passion. And uh, I was lucky enough to be uh, in a community space that already talked about cartoons, anime, gaming, mm. um, which is very, it's very niche for Zimbabwe. It's obviously gotten bigger over the years. Yes. But at the time, maybe it was like a hundred of us in one, in one WhatsApp group that mm. were just chatting away into the night of, oh, I have this idea. Oh, I would love it if, oh, Zimbabwe would definitely benefit if we had A, B, C, D. Mm. Um, and uh, the comic-exposed events, so they're the local uh, comic book convention uh, people mm. and they hosted something called a comic book day so okay. not quite the scale of like a comic con but just like getting 10 vendors who are making content uh, that's comic books and digital art and then putting them in a small market um, and then ha- having us interact with um, people who are also interested in that sort of thing and I managed to sell out and I've been doing it since mm. um, and then you wanted to ask about my inspiration. That's yes. much longer. <laughs> Let's That's a much longer answer. <laughs> okay, wait. Um, just before you get into that, I'm sure like as we ha- continue to have the conversation, uh, we'll get into your inspiration. Because like in all forms of storytelling, the narrative is based on, um, the narrative is a crucial component. And comic books are like a double-edged sword, which requires both the words and the illustrations or animations to be on point. <clears throat> How do the two come together in your work? Or is there anything that comes first? Does the narrative come first? Because I I do realize that sometimes uh, you may just be working on the illustrations or the animations, and sometimes you're just working on the narrative. How does it, you know, just come together? Uh, For me personally, Mm -hmm. the the thing I would say is that I'm Zimbabwean. (laughs) I don't have the resources to have a whole team of people working on a book. I know, I (laughs) know. If you pick up um, any American comic book, you'll see there's four to five names on the cover of that book. Mm. So they're each doing one specific thing. So they specialize and then trade their skills. A writer, uh, a line artist, uh, an inker, 
uh, a colorist and somebody who adds the words mm-hmm. um, as a letterer. As a letterer. Yes. And so now, because we typically work alone in this country, so if you want to make a comic book, it's you and paper. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of us, a lot of us have to be a writer and an artist. Mm-hmm. It's not the way it should be. Okay, um, I see. Because it, it's a very labor-intensive task. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I'm both a writer and an artist, so I've written like, um, like no two novellas, mm-hmm. and like I'm a digital artist. Um, sometimes it leans one way, sometimes it leans the other. But for speed's sake, because like you really want to get your content out as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. I can't be writing, rewriting, writing, thinking, oh, ah, I'm inspired by this thing. Am I copying? So I typically tend to just draw and then figure out the words later because I know what I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's usually because it's because yes, it's a it's visual literature, so it's yes. both art and writing. Mm-hmm. But people will see the art before they start looking at the words, um, and so making sure that just like music, there's a there's a there's a rhythm and flow to yeah, the pages. Definitely. There's a chorus. There's big crescendo moments. So some people just flip through, and you want something that makes them stop and say, "I want to read this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to flip through the rest." Like th- th- those are the sorts of ideas that I have when I'm putting okay. together. Okay, so let's scratch. get to the inspiration now. Um, how do ideas mm. come to you? You know, like some writers will be like, oh yeah, I dream about these things. You know, I have visions and stuff like that. How how does it just come together for you? Mashikiro, <laughs> is this? That's, hey, it'd be your own people. Um, so, I mean, I dream sometimes, but I try not to put that content into my books. Mm, uh, tell us it's, more. It's, it's raw. <laughs> It's raw and un- it's raw and undefined. Mm. Not because there's anything crazy about <laughs> the dream, but, um, but it's just that. Um, so I, I've been in several writing workshops, and mm. one of the sentiments is that when you write your first draft of anything, mm-hmm. you are simply shoveling sand into the sandbox, and only on your second draft are you making a sand castle. And so, much like a, a dream is just raw information, emotion, which. It's effectively a first draft. You cannot use that. You mm. need to work out your character, your plot, your intentionality behind why you're telling the story and why are you the person to tell the story. Um, and so moving away from the technical aspects, a lot of the inspiration that I had uh, over the years has come from uh, Japanese media. So they are fantastic storytellers. Like okay. without a doubt, some some of the best storytelling in the world mm-hmm. is coming out of Japan. Okay, I, um, I find that interesting. <laughs> I found it interesting too, and and now I'm on a podcast about it. Because <laughs> um, um, just getting into like storytelling, like you're saying, you've been into um, various writing workshops. I'm a writer myself. I know the first draft is always like that thing that you say, I just have to put everything on paper right now. I'll figure it out mm-hmm. later. But you're also a fantasy author. Um, how, yes. how, how does this tie into your comic work? Because I've been reading uh, Misfortunism. I read that, loved it. Um, no. Why? <laughs> no one must read that book. <laughs> why is it? First, let me ask book. you this. Why is it on Amazon? Because I literally bought it on my Kindle. I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going... <laughs> I was like, I'm going to interview this guy. Let me acquaint, acquaint myself with his uh, with his work. But I'm taken by your take on like um, 
mental well-being and the reimagining of what normal is or not. Uh, maybe not in this lifetime, but in another lifetime, because William seems like a lost character, yet powerful in the, in his own way. Uh, so how does your writing, because I know this is part, um, misfortunism is part of a series. Mm-hmm. Yes. So how does you, how does your fantasy work tie into like your comic writing work as well? Because I feel like there's, there's a point where these two things diverge. <laughs> they diverge (laughs) they interact so i need to know (laughs) how do you decide that no this is not a novella this is for like a comic book you know like like that that kind of thing because i'm also a writer so at times i'll have an idea and i'll be like "Mm, is this a poem or is this a short story you know like that kind of thing yeah yes 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 i'm just sorry i'm just stuttering and shook because not many people who interview me have read the read my first book and I'm shaking. Now you must give me a review. I will. Trust me, it's coming. Um, I think what you're asking is is a really important one for for those of us that do both. Mm. Because if you read Misfortunism versus other, uh, at the very least, African fantasy, Mm. um, those those books are written by author authors. You are an author author. What do you mean? I don't want to. I don't want to purport to be something that I'm. Uh, I would. I would rather say I'm a writer because once you know what, pers- once you publish something and you're a writer, you automatically become an author. So just accept it. No. That's who you are. It's enough. It's enough. Relax. Yeah. Uh, so the thing with my writing, especially my fantasy writing in a novella setting, mm-hmm. is that I still think in these dramatic mm. uh, set pieces. Yes. So your the way that I'm describing things is the way that I would draw them. Because I remember my, my experience reading Harry Potter, the first one. Mm. And in my mind, like, firstly, Hermione was black to mm-hmm. me. Okay. Um, yeah, no, she had the curly <laughs> hair, the, and, and then and then she was super smart. Come through Everyone, representation. That's what I'm saying. And then I see Emma Watson on screen, like, well done. Emma Watson is a great depiction of the character, but it wasn't what I what you envisioned. Yeah, and, mm. yeah. Mm. So and then like even some of the way that the way that it was written in the book versus the way that it's displayed in a movie, those are two different interpretations of the same piece of writing. Mm. And I want people to walk away with as close to a representation of what's in my imagination as possible, mm. which is a difficult thing to do because people people, people come into any piece of writing, fiction or nonfiction with their own lived experience and they come out of it with their own lived experience. That's like as, there are as many reviews as there are people. Mm. I was uh, I was just thinking about how publishing creative work can sometimes be a vulnerable and intimidating step. How was the process for yes. you and what made you decide to take the action? You know, like we might be giggling and all about like, yo, author <laughs> this, writer this. But honestly, it's you're, you're brave to be like, this is my creative work. I want to publish it, be it print or digital. So what made you finally decide that, you know what, I'm going to do this? So I suspended my studies to do this full time, to okay. do the art thing, do the creative thing full time. Mm-hmm. And I never know when my next opportunity is. And sometimes I have to be the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's, it's a difficult thing in a, in a country that no shade, no shade. It's a beautiful country. <laughs> um, but sometimes there's no 
industry or sub industry for something to get off the ground mm. so as much as as much as i'm saying like yes there was a local community of people talking about making comics mm. if you google them you won't find that many like there's a there's a, been a handful of us and there's continued to be a handful of us who have taken the risk even though everyone is like oh i have this idea that the, the, it's not even a next step it's a jump to say I want to put this in other people's hands. It's mm. a it's a time commitment, it's a money commitment, and like you've said, it's a vulnerability commitment. Because mm. some people will post posts like I don't know um if you were around on Facebook in the 2008s, but sometimes you would see a post and it's like it's the tea. Mm. It's the tea of the week, yes. but you go check on it later and, and it's gone. Okay. Because they deleted that. Like yeah. people, people will put that the ability to withdraw it from public viewing, the ability mm. to delete messages is is it's a safe space. Mm -hmm. But with like <laughs> book publishing now that it's on Amazon, <laughs> I can't stop, I can't stop certain people from reading my stuff. Hello, like it's just that you, you chose violence. You chose violence, Mary, <laughs> my book. You chose violence. That's that's what I'm saying. Long story short, you chose violence. Okay, Bill, all around the world, creators are being encouraged to take their work seriously and to be aggressive mm -hmm. with the business um of their creative persons, right? Like monetizing mm -hmm. art is such a huge step. And like you're saying, like no shade Zimbabwe is a beautiful country you know the industry the state that it's, uh, it's in and publishing is a business and I know you've self-published and collaborated with other artists in traditional forms of publishing how is everything for you in the business sense like let's be honest let's be real about it how is everything going on for you in the business sense and you can also like um just let us in into the comic industry in zimbabwe how does it stand at this moment am i allowed to curse on this but just do whatever you like <laughs> oh it's ass oh it's ass <laughs> Yo. um it's 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 a it's a difficult endeavor that's what i'll say it's a difficult mm -hmm. endeavor mm -hmm. because like i've said time time commitment wise mm -hmm. when you are writing before you actually get to fin having a finished product that you can shop around um you have to either have a day job mm -hmm. or a support structure that would allow you to write for hours days weeks months on end until you get to your completed manuscript and even then you are walking around trying to convince people that this is a good idea enough to sink quite a lot of money into you know, mm. printing books, putting it in book bookstores, um, and then distributing it, having book tours. Very few people I know, and I'm new to the industry. Maybe, maybe I'm missing things. Like I, I don't want to purport to be yeah. all knowing. Yeah. Um, very few people have done book tours in Zim, mm. and when they do, they are very successful, or they've already been successful and they continue to be successful. Mm. Um, uh, and it's it's also a thing of, and so now I'm. I'm teetering the line between comics and regular publishing. Yeah, that's okay. Um, with so we don't have comic book shops in Zimbabwe. There's just not a thing that happens. A, a shop that's dedicated mm. to selling mapopai. No, 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 no. That's that's not something we do. Mm. But in the same breath, if you take either your comic or your new manuscript to uh, a bookshop, they are risking taking something that they know is going to sell off the shelves mm -hmm. for your idea that started today and i already started talking about harry potter so i'll say 
it doesn't matter when a Harry Potter on that shelf will sell. Mm -hmm. They know at some point it will sell. sell. They don't have that same certainty for Tokoloshi Hunters, for uh, Mankingano, uh, for Sunblast Red. These are just some of the comics that I know off the top of my head. They don't have that same certainty. And certainty is a big thing when you're when you're working with a prod duct not mm-hmm. a project yeah i know last week there was a com exposed converge um how yes. h- how was that and for our listeners who may not be aware what happens at a comic con um, those are those are five different answers so um last week was fun mm-hmm. last week was very fun um it is the 10th anniversary of uh com exposed converge mm-hmm. so they've been doing a number of events through the years like i've said meeting for small markets or these large intra industry events mm-hmm. um i know one i know one year maybe 2018 they were mixing uh fashion and digital art this is before people started doing vr and okay. ar all right um and so like there was a there there, were, there is an overlap of like character design and fashion design and uh, costume design fun. for movies. <laughs> yes, no, it's 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 so much fun. Mm. Um, and obviously, we get comics there. We get guest speakers. Um, I know over the years there have been Zimbabweans who are working in bigger industries mm. uh, within the creative space. So like. I, I'm not gonna try their names right now because I'm not I'm not gonna get cancelled for mispronouncing somebody's <laughs> name. But I know that uh, one person worked on one of the Thor movies, okay. a Zimbabwean, and an, and another worked on designing the dragons for Game of Thrones. And mm. so they they were on Zoom and they talked to us and they gave us their experience about how to export your talent, what the industry uh, upper limits uh, of talent are. And um, it's been it's been really informative. It's been mm. really engaging, um, and yeah, celebrating ten years this past weekend, uh, we had a really fantastic time. Music, dancing, quizzes, merchandise, um, and then sponsored by Telco. So that that was great. Like you know that the Wi-Fi was mm. on throughout the day for us to post. <laughs> okay, so as a storyteller from Zimbabwe, what does it mean for mm-hmm. you and others uh, to have? Um, such kind of events especially in your home countries because i know like um you know the comic industry is big in other jurisdictions they even have like international yes. expos and international comic cons uh, what does it mean yes. for zimbabwe to have its own you know homegrown uh, event uh, it means hope <laughs> um yeah it means hope that's mm. that no, that that sums up mm. <laughs> two two long minutes mm. um so i've been i've been invited to uh comic-con uh in south africa and it's huge okay um it's upwards of seventy-five thousand people over a four-day event mm. they have international movie stars um artists from all over um regionally and both locally it is one of the biggest things that happens throughout the year mm. um and, and now they have multiple events so there's comic-con cape town there's um comic-con africa and now they're moving next year they have a comic-con cruise yeah. so it's, it's happening on a it's happening on a cruise ship so yeah. you know that there's money there that's all i'll say are you gonna money. be there <laughs> ah, i didn't say the money was for me <laughs> I, I, I know I, I know us and water <laughs> 
you're exposing us. There's international <laughs> listeners here, please. But um because <laughs> earlier you mentioned um collaborating uh, and community mm-hmm. like having these mm-hmm. events where you collaborate and you find a community how has collaborating mm-hmm. with other creators worldwide and working oh, on uh groundbreaking projects you know like i know you've been uh working with disney and netflix how has that uh, impacted your craft and business it has been so humbling because mm-hmm. obviously i started working locally mm-hmm. and it's difficult to collaborate because people have their own agendas. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's not shade. That's not shade to anybody in particular. It's just when you come into a project, you're bringing your whole self. Yes. Uh, your your illnesses, your home problems, your skills, your dreams, your hopes, all of that come, and they show. They are magnified even um, when someone's work ethic is dropping. When someone's communication is dropping. It is felt by the entire team. It is felt by the entire project. Mm. And so now working working on international projects where the stakes are so high, you, like, I, I haven't seen it yet, but I, there's this dread that you can be replaced. Mm. Like, yeah, you, you're, you're, you're an amazing Zimbabwean artist, but do you know how many artists there are in the world that yeah. could do exactly what you do? You can't just be good. And so um, in, 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 man- in management, um there's a there's a diagram that we used to look at uh which is like a four quadrant diagram which basically is how skilled you are versus mm-hmm. how easy you are to work with and in general across the board most industries not just creative industries people would much rather work with someone who's lesser skilled but easy to work with than the top talent and it is just a nightmare it is just a nightmare to work with they can't they can't they don't reply emails they think they're better than everyone else their ideas are 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 better than yours like this there's that idea that be skilled but Mm -hmm. also you must put the community above you know your your personal your personal (laughs) Uh uh yeah and um I've seen I've seen a lot of really really good projects work out because the people who are directing those projects or heads of those projects they know how to not not just navigate skill but navigate people. Mm. Yeah. I I see I see I see what you're saying. Um I always get mixed responses when I ask about awards. I know you've been nominated for why are you doing this? No, no, no. Let's get into it because I'm taking this somewhere. <laughs> you've been nominated for awards. You've actually won one. How important are awards to creators? It's a tricky one. Yeah. Um, all creatives, music, poetry, yes. art, writing, Just digital as a, art. Just as a storyteller, as a creator, yeah. what is the yeah. importance we have, of awards? We have big egos. Mm. We have big, we have big egos. The half of why we do this, so half of it is like, yeah, we want to change the world. We want to say something. Everyone has a message, and also to make money. But it's also like, before you got paid to do this, or even if you didn't get paid to do this, whatever it is, you would still do it, and you wouldn't keep it to yourself. You would show people. You would show people for that moment where they're like, wow, this is good, and. When you do bigger and bigger things, or bigger and more impressive things, there is a an ego need to be validated at grander and grander scales. 
and so there's that there's that oh that person is overrated you know like people people who haven't got the awards they're like i'm more skilled than that person yes i'm making more money but why are they getting the award oh it's, it's goodness. such a tricky thing to navigate no am i wrong am i wrong it's like ah it's overrated hey chi 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 but it's okay so are it's there, okay are there that, any comic awards like zim awards not yet and the danger with that is that i would have to make it which means i can't enter so i'm waiting for somebody else so that so that my ego can be satisfied yeah you know like um i was just thinking about this yesterday and um it's concerning for me that um, I'm not going to mention the award ceremony, but Zim's most <laughs> prominent award ceremony, which cuts across all disciplines, music, literature, mm. film, dance, and so on, does not recognize the comic industry in some form, you know, even as a subcategory, you know, like maybe mm. be it literary arts, they have um, uh, a subcategory for like poetry, children's books, and stuff like that. It's 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 concerning for me. It, are comic books not worthy enough for recognition? Or <laughs> it's a question that I've been like thinking about um since yesterday. I, I don't, I've been thinking about this since for years now. Um, I don't have an answer for mm. you. I also don't want to get cancelled. Yeah. Because I'm trying to get that award. <laughs> if they if they open the category, I'm there. This I'm is trying. you know what, and Bill? This is your chance to rally for that <laughs> award. No, no. <laughs> but uh no. Let, let's get to the serious stuff. You know, like uh people mm -hmm. are always saying Zimbabweans are dreamers, you know, Zimbabweans dream mm -hmm. they have like they they are so strong on hope. They always give mm. uh the next day mm. a chance. What is your Zimbabwean mm. dream for the comic industry? Oh, man, we don't have enough time for that. <laughs> Try me. <laughs> um, the hope is that the hope is that it grows and touches mm. on other industries mm. to make it stronger. So okay. much like sports have sports journalists, you have people following each athlete. They are sponsored. I want artists to not have to self-fund their books or self-publish in the books there's adverts there you know that you're getting a salary it's not like i'm waiting for a convention or i'm going mm. somewhere else outside of the country to sell my book someone must be paying me monthly to create this content it is my day job it is taken just as seriously as any other uh, workforce position mm. um no knowing that in America and in Japan, like I stated earlier, these industries, they are multi-billion dollar industries. The Avengers came from comic books. Mm. Everything anime and gaming, you know, also came from Japanese people drawing in black and white on paper. Mm. To have the respectability, to have the, the the legal backing, to know that my work isn't being photocopied and sold for a dollar. Oh, wow. Tell know, me about that. No shade to anybody. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but to have stronger piracy laws surrounding mm. um, IP creation, uh, to know that if my things get animated and they end up on TV, one, I'm getting a fair rate. Two, everybody who is involved is also getting a salary. Like this thing spirals upwards. Mm. It is an upward spiral. If we start to respect like our, not just comic books, but just fiction creation in yeah. our country. Because there's so many stories, mm. whether it's uh, told by word of mouth or whether it's passed down generation by generation. There are things that we could be profiting from. And, and a message that I've had 
for the last year is the intersection between culture and pop culture. Mm. If you see somebody dressed as a witch, you're not going to assume one that they practice that. You're going to assume, oh, they probably watched, I don't know, Harry Potter again, <laughs> yeah. coming up for the 12th time. Yeah. Um, if you see somebody walking around in a kimono with a samurai sword, you're not going to think, oh, they're appropriating Japan. They're, 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 they're stealing from Japanese culture. No, mm. Japan exported the culture. For us, we can exp- Do you know how rich we are? We have wonders of the world here. We have stories to tell. We have fables. We have fiction ready. Mm. And once we start acknowledging that this is a valuable creative resource, billions will flow towards us. I've been thinking about this question um, as well. And I'm currently obsessed with telling our stories in our mother tongues. So I hope that the industry can grow in that sense and that the readership widens too. And in terms of the general appreciation of comic books, most people pick comic books at a very young age, like at the foundational stages of their life. It would be encouraging to see the growth of comics as part of the literary landscape. Most parents don't take the reading of comics as serious reading, you know. But what if we can imagine and work towards comics being part of the open court, important closed court books? What if comic books were part of the important books? I read one of the comics you contributed to, Vanarevo. I think it was the day in the life issue. And it spotlights critical points about the world we live in, like how we approach education and the workplace. It shows a black woman in a high position, building a ladder for the girls and so on. And even like your recent work in the graphic novel collection, Drawn to Change, um, Drawn to Change the World, it involves youth climate activists and artists. So in the in the currently available work, creators would be required to create comic books that speak to, that represent and teach us. And this would definitely like promote learning and teaching. I, I seriously want comic, comic books to be taken seriously. Like your parent will see reading, like for most kids, I know there are adults who read uh, comic books who, who are like the... Uh, the greater part of the of the of the of the market, but it would be encouraging if kids were encouraged to take that as serious reading, and it starts with um, the people around them or the people in their lives taking that seriously as well. Yes, I'm just gonna retweet what you said. Um, <laughs> so part of it, so part of it at the beginning of what you're saying. Um, so Tokoloshi Hunters is in Shona. Mm. Uh, also has a Shona version. Oh, okay. Um, and it's not a thing that most people think about mm. because the people who create, we're, we're usually parroting off the things we're inspired by mm. and those things are in English. Okay. And so very much so th- thinking about, you know, not just it being critical reading, but also if it was a Zimsek paper on a mm. graphic novel that, that did cover um, either historical yeah. events um it doesn't help us as writers to write and not have a readership enough to accept that work. Mm. So like you're saying that the Ashwana versions or um Debele, Tonga versions of like comic books, but is there like a readership for that? Because like we're saying publishing is a, is a serious business. It's an investment. Imagine you publish like, let's say, 100 Isindebele comic books, and then only 10 are bought. It's not encouraging at all. No, Some people even like give up. 
<laughs> after no, after the, the, the giving up is real it's a real thing <laughs> But you know what? This has been such an interesting conversation, Bill. Uh, thank you for taking the time to have this conversation with us. But before we wrap it up, I want you to recommend at least three comic books to our listeners so that they can add them to their reading list and uh, buy them, not pirate. <laughs> <coughs> please, please. This is an official podcast. Um, are you looking for local comic recommendations or... General mm, just 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 take us through if you want to recommend local if you want to take it regional like just run with it okay so the third book that i would re- so it's three two one <laughs> the third book that i'll recommend is akane banashi um it is a japanese comic book manga which uh tells the story of a young lady who wants to get into a profession that is dying out mm-hmm. um in japan they have this profession called rakugo so they basically they just come on stage and start telling stories and they immerse the readers or the immerse the listeners and i've learned so much culturally um on a family level and as well just as a storyteller um i've learned so much from that book mm-hmm. i definitely recommend it okay. um i think you can order that from amazon okay. um the the second book i would recommend is jonathan hickman's house of x powers of x so they are sister books you need to read them together okay um and if you could know nothing about the x-men absolutely zero and this is one a great jumping in point if you know nothing Mm -hmm. but it's also a great jumping off point if you've been a big fan of the x-men you've watched the movies etc and this is it really builds on community within uh, a group of people that have been um i don't want to use the wrong words because we're in a very volatile time right now in the world um, everything is political bill yeah everything is political <laughs> just read it okay? okay full stop just All read right. it okay and then and then the first book i'll recommend and this this one is a must read it's a must have tokoloshi hunters by bill masuku okay. um it is i think the title tells you everything you need to know uh, about this book. It, you'd also be supporting a local artist. So I feel like do the right thing. <laughs> Bill, right it's thing. been lovely having you. Thank you so much. And uh, we wish you all the best uh, with your future projects. Um, yeah, with your future productions. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. All good things must come to an end. This has been Iwi in conversation with one of the voices shaping our stories. If you'd like to connect with Bill, you can find him on X and IG at Bill Masuku Art. This month, Harari Book Club is hosting a poetry and spoken word soiree on the 19th of November from 4 p.m. till 6.30 p.m. at Alice Wonderland. Come and join us as we celebrate local poetry. Until next time, do read something. <laughs>